0: You're listening to the A Scully cast brought to you by www.ascully.com. And here are your hosts, A Scully and Sid Talk. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, I even hiccuped in silence for you.
1: I hiccuped in your silence and you didn't even know it. You're like, quiet, everybody. And I'm the everybody. And I'm sitting here. I had to hiccup so bad. And I was like, I did it and you didn't even know. Well done. Thank you. Thank you very much. That was <laughs> uh, not the before the after the show discussion.
0: We were the before the after <laughs> say before, that. the
1: show discussion.
0: before you to the before the
1: after the show discussion
0: was, was about lots of things, um, many things. The movie we're about to the movie we just watched, correct? It was about the real life story behind it, which is we, if you go and uncover it, it's not very real life story, it's not much of a real life story.
1: There's Based a story. On somebody somewhere thinking it was real and then somebody, you know. And the other... Do we really know if anything's real? Think about the history books you read. The Matrix. Think about... about Okay, The Matrix is real. But what about reading history books? Right? And I read a history book about uh, the creation of America with the pilgrims and the people and the Revolutionary War. My version of those history books is very different from the one that you read. Right? Because I'm sure whatever you were taught about America and the revolution of America. Not the Civil War, but like the American Revolution. All that was very different from that perspective. So all reality is askew. (laughs) It's all twisted around to suit whatever it is your point of view might be. So this reality of what we're going to be discussing, which is this movie, and the idea of ghosts and paranormal activity... It is truly, from whatever point of view you see the world Yes,
0: through. the same as religion.
1: Correct, some people believe in this shit, and I'm not kidding, I know people who 100% believe in it, people I love more than I love my own life, and then there are people like me who go, <laughs> whatever, I True. respect you, I do not have to respect your crazy nut house beliefs. <laughs> in so, ghosts. <laughs> so it is Sunday, September the
0: 11th, 11th. Easy for you to say.
1: It is, and before you go on, it's September 11th. Yeah, so... Uh, well, when we're recording this, so... Yeah. Of course, we all think of it, we all remember, and I wrote a little thing, because I was looking through all the pictures I've taken the last couple of weeks, from going up to my hometown a couple of times, class reunion, town fairs, and I have all these pictures, and I just thought, how do you honor, you know, something so horrible, and the loss of life, and then the idea of the political implications, and the military, I mean, it's been a big deal, in the whole of the world, yep. right? And yet, how do you really, how should you really remember? Something that attacks the idea of your whole culture and way of life kind of thing. And all my pictures were town fairs with little floats and kids throwing candy at the crowd and a class reunion and a bingo stand at a town fair and rides at a town fair and people lining up to see 20 tractors go down the road while they throw candy out and all of our honor guard and our military holding their flags walking down the parade we had an honor the veterans thing at a little town museum all of these things to me indicate well they symbolize or they actually are what in our life, in my small town bringing up and in my life, that's America to me, right? And to honor that by just keep living it. Like I have a town that I went to that I was, I grew up in until I was about fifth grade. Buildings are crumbling. Businesses are gone. The square isn't the square anymore. It's re- The school I went to is is fallen in. And yet, around every corner, you see an American flag, and you see people shaking hands and laughing and going to the town bar slash restaurant, packed full of people, bringing their family, having lunch, meeting up with old friends, doing their jobs, talking about the world, and whatever, and then they'll go home and do it all again tomorrow. And I think that is more of a celebration of the not, or the, the lack of impact of something so devastating you know because that still happens now the, the bigger economic issues and economy and all that other stuff i'm not that's beyond this discussion it's just that everything doesn't go away that you that's important just because 9 11 happened you know by living your life every day in as an american or any western type society when I mean, you really have to You have to go zoom out and be like, you know, British um, England has been attacked and Switzerland has been attacked and Paris has been attacked. You know, the the lifestyle and the ideologies that a lot of us base our whole entire culture and nations on has been attacked. And you have to be prepared to defend. You have to be prepared to attack back. All that stuff. I'm not anti-military at all. I say, you know, whoever's the asshole, obliterate them. I don't give a shit. Blow them all up. I don't care. But you also have to maintain your life the way you want it, or else there's nothing to fight for. True. There's nothing to be sad about. when it go If it could go, be threatened. You have to just live the life you expect to live, and set the example for other generations, and for each other, and be that person who goes to the parade. I went to a homecoming football game that bored me shitless, and yet I understand why it's important for those things to happen. You know, it's important. It's like the fabric of your whole culture. Well, I don't think it stopped anybody doing things apart from. It's a mentality, though, of people thinking that it has somehow. The, for the
0: for the first few years, a couple of years, people were scared security-wise, but now a I think bit. people have gotten back people, to. But people,
1: but still, they think it still has a hold on them. Hmm. But
0: I mean, only we would on you lost people in that.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yes, I'm not 3, directly people, affected. Like... Yeah. No one I personally knew. So that part i'm i'm separated from that and i'm in the middle of america so i wasn't in the surrounding states or areas or anything like so i'm not physically connected to the big event itself it's just that the ripple effect you know can impact people and i just think if you keep hanging on to the wherever you're from in america if you make it the kind of america you want it to be then Nobody can take that away. And if you don't participate in making it the America that you want, then you can't blame anybody but yourself. And, you know. Yeah. So, uh, remember. Definitely remember the people. I mean, it's horrible. Horrible, horrible, horrible. True. And now we have to think about its place in history and how it affects the rest of us forever. Because it will. I mean, maybe three or 400 years down the line, I don't know. But for the next 100 years, it's going to be a thing for sure. So. Well,
0: it'll always be a part of world history.
1: Will it? Yeah. Do you know of every single event that ever happened in the last thousand years that people yeah. at the time? No, you don't. All the big ones. People, at... but you don't know that. People at the time might have thought something massive that happened would never ever stop being remembered, and we are not taught about it. We've never read that book. We've never seen that. So true. You know.
0: All right. So uh, this is after the show number four hundred and forty-four. All the fours. All the fours. Or four hundred forty-four. Four hundred. There's not four hundred. Over here and forty-four over there. Well, we'll. we'll, we'll, Some
1: somebody something. Oh, must have been Mrs. (laughs) Watkins.
0: I will tell you, English people say four (laughs) hundred and forty-four. I will also tell you, English people say the Conjuring.
1: Uh, I hate. I'm feeling possessed right now by a demon that wants to rip that word out of the You don't your want brain. an
0: English person to change to an American <laughs> yes, style. No, you do not.
1: Yes, I do.
0: Anyway, uh, after the show, number 444, the movie we're looking at this week is The, the conjuring, conjuring
1: 2. <laughs> the Conjuring you, 2.
0: You say Conjuring, I say Conjuring.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it really makes me want to scream.
0: You're going to have to suppress? So, um, this is the <laughs> second, uh, well, it actually is, there's a spin-off movie called Annabelle that we reviewed also, but this is the second, obviously, in this series. It's a 2016 movie, it will be released on Blu-ray this coming Tuesday, uh, 13th of September. It's rated R, and uh, it's from our friends at Warner Brothers, and Sid talk will give you the synopsis <laughs> of
1: The, the Conjuring. Conjuring 2. The Conjuring 2. Say it again. How do you pronounce the word convict? You say convict, you don't say convict. I'm just saying. I'm just pointing out the flaw in the way that you say the word. Uh, the synopsis of it is, uh, a paranormal event happens to a family, and these two people come to try to resolve the spiritual aberration issue. It's pretty much the same as a country. One. It's another case for the Warrens, correct, and the Warrens are a couple who, in real life are paranormal investigators were he's passed since in the last few years, but um who made history oh no made news, not history. They were the people who went and t- talked about the Amityville issue and then or the thing, and that's why it became a movie and a book and all that stuff, so that's who the Warrens are, so these stories are based on them telling. Their, their case case yeah. files. Um, and this family is in England. It's a girl. It's a mother with four children. The, one of the girls gets sort of haunted by this old man who used to live there. And it's kind of, you know, horrible. And they he throws shit around and he makes her do weird Poltergeist stuff. Poltergeist story. Correct.
0: So um, what did you think of the first movie? Let me say.
1: I remember first, liking it. Not as much as you, but I felt like it was well done and it had some creepy moments. And I'd have to listen to what I said, but if I remember back. I thought it was well done, if not, had a few tropes that kind of,
0: These you know. These films, James Wan is a the director. They're very, very, very well made. They uh, look the part. The cinematography's really good. There's some really clever ideas, I think, um, that you sometimes... There's a lot of horror stuff in these movies that you've seen a billion times, so it's not actually very shocking. But then there are things that kind of are very, uh, slightly different, too. Like, this movie has some interesting visual mm-hmm. stuff. Like, uh, Del Toro guy. He has some very interesting visual stuff, too. I think this has some of that Benicio stuff. Del Toro? No. <laughs> Gil- 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 <laughs> Guillermo. Think. Guillermo Del Toro. Guillermo Del Toro. Yeah, he-, he has some very interesting visual horror stuff.
1: What else has he done besides Hellboy? Pan's Labyrinth. Okay, I've never the seen the one we
0: watched with the girl in the house, and I forget the name of it. Is like dark. There's like a shadow. The girl in the house. A shadow kind of monster, coming for her like Isn't that a insidious? smoke monster. No, not, no. It was like grandmother's house in the woods or something. It was weird.
1: Oh, the mother. Yeah, mama. The mother. Mama. 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 Mother. Mama. Yeah. Oh God, there's another one of those words. Real. Mama. 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 <laughs>
0: You can't correct English people. We just speak wrong, I guess. <laughs> You're not wrong, but in this room, it's not right. So this movie, The Conjuring 2, has awesome production values again. It's a, it's a period piece set in the 70s. It's also set in England, so to me, I, I grew up in the 70s in England, so I, I was all over, oh, is this accurate? It is for the most part, aside from... It's the world's largest council house that they're inside. <laughs> it's like a palace compared to a normal council house. But that's just because when you have a horror film set in a house, it can't be the size of an English council house because cameramen would be bumping into actors. And <laughs> yeah, nobody but we've would seen fit.
1: movies that are inside of an airplane and all they had to do was remove the side of well, the We yeah, have, but
0: this has things running a Running and
1: I think it's a bullshit excuse, action. and he just wanted to make it so he could do movies his way, which is fine. I think it was to make it
0: easier. They for could them to have
1: make. made it more claustrophobic for sure, but if you're an American, you would never even know no. that.
0: No, so um, let me say, um, I didn't prefer this one to the first one. I thought the first one was really good. I thought the first one was horrific. It had a lot of like creepy moments, just yes. like very. This one, I did a lot of jumps. This one because you've already seen. The first one you've seen Annabelle and now you're seeing this one. A lot of it is expected. I know something creepy's gonna wander down a corridor, I know, you know, something's gonna lurk from the shadows, I know there's gonna be a jump scare here and there. One or two of them got me in this one though, because they were slightly And I... that is unusual. I kind of feel like I know the timing of jump scares. Oh there's a quiet bit. Oh that's where it's gonna happen. In here it was slightly off kilter so I didn't expect it. They, they didn't do the actual normal thing of, oh, look, somebody's looking into something and it's really quiet and blah. They kind of like... Yes, they did. Yeah, they did, but they held it for a bit longer. And you don't know, is it going to happen? Isn't it going to happen? And then it does happen and you get scared. So there are a couple of jump scares. People say they are lazy in horror films, jump scares, because they're not actually real scares. It's just like going, boo, at you. Which it is, isn't it, really? But this film actually has jump scares and it also has... Like, creepy visual stuff. There's a weird man. Crooked man. There's a weird...
1: Spoilers.
0: Um, are they on the cover? No, they're not on the cover. There's a weird um, nun.
1: None. A
0: creepy nun. There's some just creepy imagery. Those are ho- the only two. And there's a... Uh, the
1: the old, only two entities.
0: Yeah, the... A creepy image to me is like the girl oh, the spouting man. stuff. Yeah, The, old, the man. old man. Her spouting stuff as an old man is creepy because it's like The Exorcist. creeps me out.
1: Um, it is not like The Exorcist. I mean, it
0: is just seeing a child with another voice coming out of it. It's just... yeah, And it's a creepy voice at that. So, I mean, they do everything possible in this movie to... It's all the things that are creepy. All in one thing. Now, as far as this is a true story, and it says at the beginning, based on the true case files... Um, The case files of the Warrens, nothing is proven out of anything. The Amityville Horror, I mean...
1: (gasps) I'm shocked.
0: Yeah, but a lot of people probably believe all of it, right? So, this particular incident in the UK is a real thing. I mean, it's a real incident. It's not necessarily an actual haunting.
1: It's not a real incident either. It's some people claim some shit was happening in their house, and then you're very excitable media got a hold of it and then that's and it was the seventies and it was post Exorcist and it was also lots of demonic movies going around. Just like in the fifties, all of a sudden people started seeing lots more UFOs.
0: Yeah, because surprisingly of
1: the right after a lot of UFO movies started getting finally made, you know, so it's just a thing that someone latched onto, just like here with the Amityville horror, I mean same kind of thing.
0: Or the Exorcist. Correct. Thing just things, you know. Um So this was like, yeah, it was like pol- a poltergeist was in a council house moving shit around. It was an old man who used to live there, and he was kind of pissed that they were in his house. And these
1: girls were flying around in the air, they said.
0: And there's real pictures of the more, girls. Fight. More
1: spoiler alerts coming.
0: There's more than one. I just looked at all the pictures. There's lots of pictures of girls jumping up in the air. That's what it looks like to me. Or, ju- or girls jumping off something, possibly. But they're levitating. But they're actually levitating. In real life, every, the people who are, think this is true are all convinced that, obviously, I'm a skeptic. mm mm-hmm. um, Not a skeptic. I actually fully don't believe in any <laughs> of this stuff. It's still scary as a horror movie. I said to you, this is great as, like, a horror movie. Um. And I said to you, I wish I was one of the people who believed in all this shit, because it would
1: make it multi, it, would make it
0: ten times scary. I went
1: one step further and said, I wish that it was real. I don't want to just believe it. I want there to be weird, crazy shit and different planes of existence. I don't care. I want it to be real. I want it to be real and actually not... I mean, I love movies that bring me these ideas of any kind that are paranormal, spiritual weirdness, ghosts, anything supernatural because it's fiction. It is fiction. Let me say it one more time. It is fiction. It is us wanting a world that isn't What it is, right? We have a world where, like you said, if the floor creaked down our hallway and we just stayed in bed and convinced each other that it's a ghost and we never got up to look. Because we're scared. Correct. We can convince ourselves that doesn't make it what it is. It could be absolutely anything. It could be our imagination. But to sit there and imagine it and be afraid of it, and that's very exciting and kind of weird, and it makes you a little more tenuous about the dark and, I mean, that's stimulating. You know, humans, we like stimulation and That's weirdness. why we watch horror movies. Exactly. Yeah. But I can say I can watch a horror movie and then I could go to a house, an abandoned old mansion, and while some weird shit might freak me out, I wouldn't be afraid of the paranormal or the supernatural or it being a ghost or anything creepy or spirits or anything like that. I might be afraid that it's some psychopath in another room who's going to chop my head off, but... Because that could be real. No, that is real.
0: What is unexplained in this real scenario here from Britain, an actual real thing, is some stuff moved around, poltergeist-like, and then the police came, <laughs> and the police witnessed a poltergeist-like well, no. yes. incident. They, imp- they, they they saw a chair move. That was it. Um, and I was reading the real-life thing. And the chair just didn't move for like a tiny little bit. It moved right across the hallway and, and into a kitchen, like a orchestrated thing almost. One of the police officers thought they were being duped and the other one absolutely believed in it and just wanted to get out of there. Now, that's documented, that police officer. Police officers, you would think, are pretty mean level-headed people.
1: Doesn't mean anything.
0: No, I'm not saying it means anything. Yeah. I'm saying, but how this case became... Um, legitimate in some way back then, was this police officers, like, said, yes, this happened. We went to investigate it, we expected nothing, and this happened. And that made it more heightened and the press got onto it. Some people from the press came and witnessed it all as well. No, well, they didn't witness anything. They witnessed some chairs moving around, they said. Um, now, we don't know... They don't know that the chairs were being manipulated by wires or anything. Something could have been happening. The family could have been duping them. Or they could have just wanted to believe that this chair was moving. I don't know.
1: I think people make shit up. I don't think there's any, any reality whatsoever based on any it just, of these uh, When accounts. there's
0: like... Well, I you can't trust journalists anyway. Nope. Police not officers... That.
1: Not not exploitive journalists. That's who we're talking about. We're not talking about somebody who wants to get to the bottom of the real story here. We're talking about exploitive... Daily Mirror it was. And that's an exploitive... It's just a tabloid. A rag. They want
0: to come and see... They want to come and write ghosts in Britain. They want to write that down. Because
1: you know why? Next week when they have a story about it, people will buy the paper.
0: And the Warrens, to me, are not a legitimate source of anything because they're paranormal investigators. First off, have any of us seen paranormal stuff? No. They have, apparently, all kinds. They've seen werewolves. They've seen... You know, they sound like an episode of The X Files. Each thing that they t- tell you about sounds like fiction, so they're not credible either. So when they go and say, "Oh yeah, we did see the girls levitate," to me, that's not credible. So it's weird how things become true. Like, because it, because me and you might be skeptical about it. But I would say more percentage of people would think that was a true thing because they read it in the paper. What
1: I admire about James Wan, while he skirts the issue, because when he talks about the events, he kind of makes it sound as if he trusts what everybody has said. And he's telling that story. Obviously, he's changed a lot of shit around because it's a Hollywood story, Hollywood movie. So a lot of the details and stuff are going to be different from the original accounts. I'm putting up air quotations. But what I really did admire is that throughout the movie if you it gives you both options because every event Yeah, it does. other than some furniture moving, which the reason I think he shows us as the viewer of the incident the furniture moving is because he can say, well look, we have it in a police report and so we can show you a piece of furniture moving, but we have no explanation for that. There's not a hand pushing it, right? Everything else is all from the point of view of the characters. And sometimes you have to believe it's happening. And that's the point of That's the thing. You can go, well, well, that doesn't look like it really did happen. A very
0: clear example of what you're saying is there's a scene where the girl talks in a weird uh, old man voice and they say, well, to prove it, you need to have water in your mouth at the same time as talking. And then the girl says to the room, as the as the man, you can't be looking at me while I do it. So they all turn their backs to the girl.
1: And then in the movie. And it in blurs the movie it, yeah. the way
0: the way it is shot is they blur the girl completely so and show you um the Warren guy.
1: With his back. So it's
0: a point of view of who knows what happened because
1: they have the actual audio recording and then you of see the
0: girl head. spit the water out at the end but all that time you've seen n- you haven't seen her so she could have spit it out talked and then sp- put it back in her mouth that kind of thing so yeah this movie's what would you say it's question um,
1: mark keeps a question mark in your head
0: yeah it's like it's it feels like it's made by a person who doesn't believe it believes or doesn't believe either way like knows that there's something here but It could also be a hoax. Correct. There is a point in the movie where it comes to a point where, in real life, it probably ended. Where it's like, hey, this is a hoax. Here's some definite proof it's a hoax. And then the Warrens take off back to America. In real life, it was a lot less dramatic than that, even. From (laughs) what I was reading in real life. It became a... These... You know, this happened. It became a sensation in the newspapers... Somebody from the British press contacted the Warrens in America because they were famous from the Amityville Horror.
1: Get us more attention.
0: And said, can you come? Because we know you're the only people who can make sure this is a real thing. Can you come and, and we'll film it and it'll be documented that it's real if you come? And they came off the back of that. Apparently, in real life, they stayed for one day, looked at it all and said... We don't know either way. The woman really believed in it, the Lorraine Warren, and the husband was like, I don't think anything's going on here. In the movie, it's nothing like no, No, no. They, they're there, and they confront a whole thing, and there's a whole big action sequence with them. All bullshit, right, obviously. It's made to be a horror movie. And I said to you, there's a point in this movie where it feels like, okay, this was the case files, here's the line... This last bit that you're going to see is a Hollywood horror movie. This I didn't is the,
1: see it that way, but you did. I didn't see it that way at yeah, all. Yeah,
0: this is the this is a section that could never be true. It is ridiculous, but it, it works as a horror movie because it's you know,
1: and it is based on their accounts. Yeah, their memories, kind of. Right. So
0: it works either way. It work if you're a believer of all this stuff. It probably scare the crap out of you. I would imagine. <laughs> If you're not a believer of it, it's an interesting... Oh, how does something like this become so real to people? Because it kind of explores that. So, I liked how it was put together that way. It didn't feel like it was made by some filmmaker who thinks everything paranormal is true. And here's my version of a paranormal story.
1: And it's not taking the piss or making fun of it No, it's, it's very serious, yeah. in
0: fact. In, I, there's, there's also like just a small break in the movie. It's the only time in the movie where it feels hopeful or light, where he sings his song, mm-hmm. and then he has a discussion with the girl. It, there's just a there's a little light... And when she's
1: moment. talking to her on the swing. Yeah,
0: there's just a little light moment in the movie where...
1: I think what that said to me was, there are people who will make claims, there are people who are full of shit, there might even be you know, a kid who says, or a family who says, now this family, as we investigate a little bit further, maybe they're not the most standing, maybe they're not the most believable, they're not living the you know, they don't seem credible all these things if you start looking to yourself but the little girl if you were talking to a little girl from a family that is saying these things and you're on your own and she's just really broken and sad and you look at her and think, I have to have compassion for this person regardless of what they say regardless of what they think is real this is a person, a human being who's living in kind of a weird nightmare of some kind. Yep. <laughs> Whether it's their mother encouraging them to lie to everybody, or this little girl is has some mental health issues possibly, or emotional issues possibly. As a human being, they took a moment for the Warren lady, who I think herself had emotional. Or still, she's still living. There's something emotionally kind of broken. And all the interviews we've seen with her, there's always something about her that makes you think. She needs to believe in this stuff for some reason. And we all have reasons. Well, she believes
0: she's a medium and all that stuff. Right, but I mean,
1: that comes from something. Right. You know what I mean? Something breaks along the way. And that moment told me that even if you are listening to somebody's story, like with my friend who believes in all this stuff very deeply and very completely in her own experiences, I look at her and think, I can't disprove you. And I'm not going to make fun of you. I... I want to understand your experience, but I wasn't there, and so I want to know. I want you to know that I, I totally get it. Um, I, you know, I feel for you, and that's what that little moment did for me. Was like, like, open your mind a little bit. If someone is telling you these stories, it's not really fair to just instantly laugh in their face or whatever. If you get to the point where they're, they feel it's really real, and you're just, you've got to have some sympathy. I think that's why I um thought I thought that was effective. The part where he sang the song
0: to the kids, and the kids were actually not scared anymore for, for that one moment. Minute, yeah, they were exactly. all having fun, they were kids again. They're all kids. And the scene on the swing and the scene where he's actually fixing under the sink and you know those it's just a small it's like you know 5 minutes of the movie where it's not all doom and gloom all of a sudden. You know it's going to be doom and gloom a bit after that because it feels like it's <laughs> building to something but it was effective I thought because everything up to that point has been dark and horrendous one thing I tried to find out in real life is um, in this movie it makes it clear that the Warrens have a daughter I wanted to know what the daughters mm-hmm. thought but there's very little about the daughter anywhere
1: <laughs> so Would, you know.
0: I wanted to know if she's skeptical of them or if she's with them should or...
1: be about my mother's age yeah so
0: now there's real life
1: it's kind of like how Donald Trump's first wife doesn't seem to be saying anything to anyone about anything. I don't blame her. I know, but <laughs> I w- makes you wonder why, right? Yeah, because it wasn't pleasant from before all of this, right? You would have heard her tell her tales, and now right. you don't. So, yeah, uh, you know. Um, so the daughter might have a really good reason for not.
0: Coming yeah, there's not much about her, um, but even in the extras on this Blu-ray, there's the pe- the. W- Kids who were involved in this real thing in the seventies are obviously now grown up, and it shows them. And they're still convinced it's all real. Obviously,
1: don't say what you said to me. <laughs>
0: they just—they <seem, laughs> don't seem credible. They do not seem credible. That's
1: all. That all needs me. <laughs> that's all that needs to be they're said. They're very typical. You know, we watched You're that show. That we watched. Road.
0: We watched that show. Can't pay, won't pay. Where like debt collectors turn Can't up pay, at people's. will take it away. Yeah, yeah, debt collectors turn up at people's door. Real life things in England. They look like some of the people who come to the door.
1: And... Those were,
0: two. And they'd have some kind of story, like emotional story that they can't pay something because of.
1: Yeah, we're not knocking people who have true emotional problems or truly horrible things happen in their lives and then everything falls apart from them. They
0: seem like opportunists, let me say. Opportunists, yeah. exactly. Um, And, you know, this movie probably made them some money. It is their story, after all. I mean, for 30 years.
1: They yeah. 40 years have been making money off of it.
0: Yep. Um, So that's my opinion on this story,
1: but (laughs) taking away... We are the skeptic's point of view. I'd like to hear a movie review of people who believe in this stuff. Yeah, it'd be be way scary for
0: them. (laughs) But taking all that away, as a horror movie, I think this was an effective horror movie. It's extremely well made, it looks the part all the time. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, costuming, uh, set design, the the creatures, there's a creature in this movie, let me say. Crooked Man. Crooked Man. I thought it was a stop-motion animation. I really did. I I, did, was, yeah. I was looking at it. I was like, wow, that's Tim Burton thing come to life. Like, it, I've never seen anything like that. That's a, a real person. Thing. Yeah.
1: I want amazing. Crooked, I'm going to say, and I don't like franchises that much, and I don't like spin-offs, and I don't like sequels that go off here and there, but I'm telling you now, I would watch Crooked Man the movie, because he's creepy as shit, and now we know the origin story of, of him. Yeah. He didn't exist. No. This demonic thing or whatever it is brought him to life, oh, and now... Story, but- I would well. It's one of those things. What's it called? Zoetrope. zoetrope. Yeah. yeah. Um, I would like to have a zoetrope. They're really cool.
0: And he is. It's just a scary visual. Uh, it. Do, I thought it was CG or stop motion or something. Did you
1: put his name up? Because that's important.
0: I didn't put his oh, name up.
1: I'll look him up.
0: But we have seen him in something else. I think. I think it was Sinister. Or what's the other movie like this in this kind of genre that's been over recent years? There's like the the Sinister series. There's been a few. The Conjuring series, and the, there's another series. I think we've seen that guy in something else, and we've gone, wow, like, that was... Because he was moving really weird in something? I Not thought sure. it might have been that. Oh, it might have been that mother. Mama. Mama. It might have been that that he was in. Not sure. Um, But yeah, he's like this tall guy. What is it that he's... He has some kind of... He's tall. <laughs> I don't know what Yeah, but I mean, he's, he's also... Um, Kind of deformed a little bit. His arm, hands are strange. Like they're sideways, going sideways. I'm not sure if "deformed" is the correct
1: way of saying it, but I know what you're saying. You don't have to whisper. I know, but oh my god, husbands say shit that you don't want anybody else bo- to hear. Think it's called body deformity, right? I don't know. Yeah,
0: like if you. I don't know
1: that the person who if you has faces a physical difficulty would want you to call them deformed. And I'm not politically correct. I'm just saying. Would you? Yeah. I mean, no, we would. Well, I mean, you
0: have to have a word to describe it. <laughs> 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 so yeah I wouldn't mind oh
1: my god I'm looking him up so I keep talking <laughs> okay. so yeah um, Javier Botet
0: yeah well, the movie was it I bet it was Mama it was something like it was Mama
1: yeah because he was that tall
0: yeah oh that was creepy yeah we saw him and they, they were saying how interesting he is to work with
1: what else was really creepy in uh, it follows the tall yeah was he in that because a really no, tall person came, he wasn't remember? Even yeah. That was really yeah. creepy. Um, so. You were right. Yeah, I, I thought so.
0: <laughs> I knew I'd seen him before. When, when it showed you him on the set, I was like, oh, when he was on the set. In, he was also
1: in The Revenant, which we haven't seen yet.
0: On the extras of this Blu-ray, when this guy is on the set in his full costume. it is,
1: You're convinced. It's like, I'm, it's like a CG character. It's just stand. stood there. Yeah. yeah. It's amazing. Yeah.
0: So it, if this, this movie, you know, you definitely should see it for that. So let's move on to the cast. Patrick Wilson plays Ed Warren again. What do you think of Patrick Wilson?
1: I like him. I he's, really do. I he's think kind in of the charming, first one, it? I thought he was a little... Not, I don't remember liking him as much. I feel like he I mean, really
0: fits this role, or he's grown into it. Like, he understands it.
1: He respects it. Yeah. I think that both of these people... Yeah, they res- don't
0: They don't want to be like, well, this is stupid.
1: <laughs> they don't seem like it, no. no. And I, I admire that, because it'd be tough. Yeah. You know? If
0: you didn't believe, Correct. obviously. Vera Flaminga plays Lorraine Warren. Always I really like Vera. her, always like her. I think those two are, if this movie, uh, this series, was made with lesser.
1: I don't know about that.
0: You always say that, but just you don't some know. unknown actors. I um, don't know. I, I, feel like, no, I feel like these two bring some acting kind of chops to this.
1: Right, but that doesn't an unknown person doesn't mean they're less qualified.
0: Well, I'm just saying, I'm saying like an, a more of a uh, amateur. You know, like when you watch a B movie. Let's say this was more B movie ish, and there were two. um Give me some examples of people you're thinking of who would not be as good. Gary Busey. <laughs> let's think of him as him as the uh, Ed Warren, and let's think of. I
1: hate to break this to you, but Gary Busey won an Academy Award. Yeah, he has. So.
0: He's not very good. <laughs> not now, he isn't. He's in Sharknado now. <laughs> He's mighty as fallen now. <laughs> He's on Big Brother. Um and a female the other one from Big Brother, an American pie. That woman. Tara, Tara Reed. Yeah, her. Those two.
1: Also in Sharknado.
0: <laughs> yes. I'm just thinking of people from Sharknado. And Big
1: Brother. Yes. Mm,
0: it. Mm. That's what happens to you, isn't it, when you when you're not good. So yeah. you're saying but anyway, these two bring something <laughs> to this movie, because they are really good actors. Even in, like, it might seem a little bit hokey at some points, this kind of thing, if you don't believe in it, they do the best
1: with what they... They make you believe about them, at least. Here's something creepy. The guy who played uh, Crooked Man, guess what year he was born in? 1981. 1977. The year of this event. The Say, year of Star Wars. The weird, crazy shit. My- uh, I think Star Wars was seventy six. Seventy seven. Are you sure? I'm
0: absolutely positive. I understand Star Wars hundred <laughs> percent. I
1: understand.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right then. Yep, yeah, seventy seven. Good. All right. Um,
1: so Madison Wolfe
0: plays Janet Hodgson.
1: Good job. She uh, did a great job as a young girl trying to do all that. That's tough. Yeah. Francis O'Connor
0: plays Peggy Hodgson. These are the Hodgson family, British family. Lauren S. Posito plays Margaret Hodgson Hodgson. Benjamin Haig plays Billy Hodgson and Patrick McCall is it? McCauley. Plays Johnny Hodgson. I just put that on the family. It's a bun what four kids and a and a mother. Mm-hmm. What do you, what do you think of them all? I don't know any of them, and it didn't matter. No, they were good. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Just because these two people are known, I especially yeah. thought out of the the girl who gets possessed, she she was excellent at doing that, so and the sister. little boy with yep. the stutter, he was surprising at times too. Like kid actors, you some you know it's hit and miss for me with kid actors. Sometimes Correct. it's like ugh, but these kids, you know. And I was thinking, you know, when kids make a scary film like this, does it affect them? But then when you see on the set footage, it's not scary at all.
1: But you have to explain to them that you're about to do a voice or mouth your... You're going to lip sync a voice that is... What do you say to a 12-year-old, 13-year-old girl? I mean, you can reason with her and say what it is. But if you're an 8-year-old boy and you're supposed to be running from something... And then he wakes up in the night and says, "The Kurgan man was chasing me." <laughs> you know, like how do you defuse well, that? Well, what I mean is, when you see on the set, like making
0: of this movie, most of what makes this movie scary is the post-production when they make it darker, make it more scary-looking by by what they do to the film afterwards. Because when you watch it being filmed, I was amazed by, it. "Wow, how light is this?" Like it, they're like filming in daylight; they've got lights on everything. Everything looks lit.
1: That was another thing I admired about the movie because there were happenings that they didn't have at night at all. They showed him in broad daylight, yeah, they did, yeah. chairs moving when she was in her room with, her, with the lamp and the painting and all that Lights. I mean, it was daylight. Even the dark parts were not dark. It was, it was not... When it's we a watched, bit dull, but I think that's the 70s vibe.
0: Yeah, when we watched The Invitation the other day. Your Hadra's defragging.
1: Oh, my when,
0: when we watched uh, The Visitation <laughs> the other day. That movie... Was very dark to hide stuff. True. Do you remember? True. Like, 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 almost you can't see anything. Correct. This movie never does that. It, it's, and it has a tone. You know, when you said it's dull. That's because they color corrected this movie to make it look like the seventies. Because everybody believes the seventies had no color. <laughs> that, well, <laughs> that's not true. Like green and brown. Of
1: Brown and orange and yellow and brown. But when you
0: make horror movies set in the seventies, they put this tinge over Real it to make it look, yeah, <laughs> to look worse than it actually is. So, um, yeah, Uh cast all excellent. I can't think of anybody I didn't like, which is, I don't think anybody came across as weird or like shitty, or that character that comes in like as a comic relief. There was none of that. It was no. pretty serious. Like so, I appreciate that. Um, James Wan directed, you know who James Wan is. He directed Insidious. The Last Furious Furious. I forgot the, Fu- the
1: first one. Saw. The that, original that was the Saw. Third he one. wrote and did that one,
0: yeah. Um Insidious is famous for he's famous for this series. He's famous for the well he did Fast and the Furious seven, the last one where Paul Walker was reincarnated. He was going to do eight, but he pulled out to do this movie. And next, he's doing Aquaman for DC, so he's like up there with the big directors now. You know, be making these big Hollywood movies. But um, I can tell, and it's the reason he turned down Furious Eight. Horror is his favorite thing. He likes to do. I agree. Yeah. Uh, And what do you think of his direction? I think this movie had some excellent camera work. I know it's his DP is that is down to that. Do you know like where the camera pulls up above? Them where they're walking around the side of the house yeah. and stuff, oh where well, the camera goes through the window, and there's a lot of interesting stuff going on with the camera, but not ridiculous shaky cam. It's all steady. You never see, you never can't see something because the camera's. And being, traditionally
1: in filmmaking, anything that's bird's eye view is to show your vulnerability and to yeah. show that you are, you know, the smaller of the. If there's an entity happening, that it has something over on you because it's omniscient and all that kind of stuff. But it didn't feel that pushed no it, but that's what that usually
0: means. but it all is interesting looking um the the set itself you know the british the rain you know the whole thing it feels very British. i said
1: and with no disrespect intended to you except for you the way you say conjuring, conjuring. but this movie makes england look like a shithole
0: it is a shithole mostly. it is not
1: a shithole if you live in a council
0: that. house in england it is a shithole. But that
1: doesn't mean england is that's i mean that's camp- what they were
0: trying to portray People who live Especially in the 70s No, even now Council houses are not that great
1: That's not a shithole No this I've been in council
0: out. houses In the 70s and 80s That are just like that Damp all over the walls Rust everywhere Dirty, smelly Just kind of gross Like Council
1: houses, what?
0: It's like government housing So
1: it's been built so by the government So this lady's got a
0: bunch of kids Husband's scarpered off Correct. somewhere She gets given housing By the government Not for free. They pay for it through the dole. Right. But it's very cheap. Might be like a tenner a week to live
1: there. Like you get welfare and then you pay for it. Right. So
0: when she wants repairs for this house, you're on a big list. It might take two years for them to come and fix that. So that flooded basement.
1: In the 70s and 80s was a difficult time for England. As it was for... And there
0: was less money for council housing. So it, it started to go a bit squalory. In the 80s, they tried to rectify it and spend money on fixing it all up didn't really 100% work, because you see, we watch programs today, where they go around to people's houses to get the debts from them, and they're still shitty, so, but this, ca- it captured a council house of the 70s, I did it's know really some bad. people in the 70s, late 70s, early 80s, who lived in council houses, and used to walk to school with them, and they were not great, we never lived in a council house, but they weren't great, so... This might have been a bit over the top. I was going
1: to say I think it's, that's my point. It makes it all look But there really again, normal.
0: they were also uh, hinting at the the the, the entities entity was the making it worse like. True. Cuz the chair where the entity kind of sits, it was extremely damp behind the chair because of the spirit. That's what they were saying. So yeah, it's not really a travel brochure for Britain.
1: <laughs> no, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I think especially if you want to travel back to the seventies, because then you really want to avoid it. I
0: really liked how the movie started there with the clashes, London calling, and you know, and I really liked that we saw across the pond. There, we saw a bit at the beginning with the Amityville horror, and then we saw across the pond with the and the Warrens didn't turn up until about halfway through. Hmm. I like that that we got to see this thing going on before they Me came. Me too. Um, so I think it was pretty well done. Extras on this Blu-ray, there are a bunch. There's um, the Enfield Poltergeist Living the Horror. This is where you see the real people. It doesn't. It, it makes it even less credible as soon as I see them. <laughs> Don't say the husband stuff. No, as That's soon you. as I see those people, though, the the whole thing is less credible because okay. they just seem like That's fair. bullshitters to me.
1: They se- no. I
0: think they seem convinced. No, I mean they're convinced of it. Of some bullshit. <laughs> of some bullshit. Yeah. Um, there's crafting The Conjuring 2, which is uh, behind the scenes. It's quite good. James Wan on the set. I always like to see him. He seems to like to do... They had, The set that they crafted for the first movie as well was very similar, where it's like made so you can get around it all. and It's like a real thing. If you go up the stairs, there's the bedrooms. It's not like you have to go up the stairs, then there's nothing, and then the bedrooms are in another set it's like a yep, they, they build built it a as house. a proper house yeah that's cool um and he did that in the first movie and with his camera work the kind of stuff he does it has to be built like that i don't think you could do it any other way but the extras are quite good actually what did you think um this deleted yeah. scenes the deleted scenes there's one scene in the deleted scenes where you see the kids being bullied at school now that is actually real uh, i was reading um those the two girls the girl got called Ghost Girl at school, and so they didn't. What was it? They threw on her in the look uh, like paint, right? In the real life, they threw um, some hot hot sauce on her or something, something hot. Oh, it might set. have been that. Yeah, so they took that out of the movie, and I can't understand why because it does add a little bit. It more. was
1: kind of hokey the way that hmm. scene went down. It was a little too fantasy. Karen. all the children around kind of in semi-slow motion laughing at her like oh, ha, 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 like a dream sequence mm. it just looked hokey to me
0: so uh, the extras are quite good there's no there's no director's commentary unfortunately I like listening to James Wan he's uh, pretty technical and that's my favourite part and about him. enthusiastic
1: me. that's what I like yeah
0: he is him. I really like him I think he's a you know a really good talent like he's a young Australian guy I mean he's not as, I mean he's been doing movies since Saw that's not young is it because no. Saw <laughs> I mean, he seems very young, doesn't he? And very full of life and really into what he's doing. So I always appreciated that about him. Uh, And he does a good job. He makes a good horror movie. Guess who else was born in nineteen seventy? James Wan.
1: Correct. So he's not very old. No,
0: he isn't. He doesn't seem very old. I mean, he seems... Ten years
1: younger than me, I'll say.
0: Um, So uh, in conclusion on... The Conjuring. Just
1: to clarify, you said he had nothing to do with all the other souls. He was the executive producer. Executive producer on all of them.
0: But no, that writes in and out. I know, but
1: executive producer. Also didn't write anything. You're right in there, though. So he did have something to do with them. He's a money man, right? (laughs) Yeah, but also the executive producer has, you know, their fingers in all the pots. He only made ten movies, uh, directed. Sorry, directed. Yeah, and some of them are and short. Saw was in two thousand fourteen, so he was. I mean, two thousand four.
0: Yeah, two thousand four. So the original Saw ago. is pretty much a masterpiece of horror, in my opinion. Did you ever
1: see Dead Silence?
0: No, that's the one I was just talking about.
1: I mm, wasn't listening to you.
0: Obviously not. <laughs> <laughs> I was saying that's a that's a movie that um he made a studio movie, kind of like Kevin Smith doing Cop Out. Mm. That was not in his genre, really, but it is okay. a movie for him to do. Um, so, conclusion on this movie, what do you think? I really enjoyed it. I, I enjoyed I it. I like this series. I like it. I think, I think you
1: can be a skeptic person, or a person who just believes in nothing, and if you watch a movie that is good enough to make me go, like, gee, money, Christmas. The imagery
0: is enough to be... The images,
1: uh, the moments, the delicacy of some of it, bringing in, like... Actually, decent. The acting. respect that they're paying to real people's story, even though I think it's bullshit, and I'm not sure that I'd have that sort of self-control. I admire all of that, and I had a good time. It's a movie that I would possibly watch these two. Oh, the would be watch good, all about to these. Bank, yeah, just watch them again sometime, yeah.
0: I don't know if you need to include Annabelle, <laughs> but the main two movies are very, very good examples of horror movies, like top-notch. They're not cheap, they're not being cheap they're not just going for the shock it's like sometimes, an actual sometimes story sometimes they are yeah but they've got an actual story to tell that's based on something
1: <laughs>
0: so, <laughs> something
1: um, in quotation marks.
0: thanks to Warner Brothers for the Blu-ray if you want to enter a contest go to aschoolie.com we always have a contest to enter next week's Blu-ray review is Disney's The Jungle Book it's the live action version of The Jungle Book we're uh, from our friend is he our friend? Oh, who? John Favreau directed it. <laughs> I friend? love John Favreau. He does he some did. interesting stuff. Alien vs Cowboys. Cowboys vs Yeah, nobody really liked that one. Um
1: I didn't hate it, but it wasn't great. I didn't hate it, but
0: it was I wanted great. it to
1: be so cool.
0: But Iron Man amazing. I I don't know if I still I still kind of think that the original Iron Man which he directed is the best Marvel movie. Mm. Of all the Marvel movies. I don't know about that in in my i think it is it's very fun you can watch it again it's not caught up in a load of other stuff you need to know it's like the beginning of a thing origin story mm. you know and it's fun to watch and mm. very playful you know uh, it's my favorite one so um movie recommendations i am going with the first movie the conjuring mm. And second, The Exorcist. And I also wanted to mention, The Exorcist is my favourite horror movie, by the way. If I ever...
1: So you're going to basically recommend it every time we watch a a horror movie?
0: I always do. Okay. If you've been playing along, you will notice I (laughs) always recommend So you're not
1: comparing it, you're just saying. If you really want to watch a horror movie... It's my favourite horror movie. I agree. Um, I know it is.
0: The uh, other thing is, The Exorcist television series starts in two weeks on Fox. It's been many, many, many years in the making... They tried to make it and then it got ca- cancelled before they even made it. It's happened a few times. Now it's actually being made. And it's being made properly with, like, the actual license and the music. And the... We just saw the trailer for it. Actually looks kind of cool. It does. The only thing I'm a bit, little bit worried about is that it's only on Fox. It's not an HBO thing. And how far they can actually go with the horror um, without it just feeling like a TV show with a little bit of, you know... I don't know how far Fox can go. AMC, if it was AMC like The Walking Dead, they but could. Fox prob- is
1: no different than AMC.
0: I thought Fox had because it's just normal and it's on at seven o'clock at night. It's so is, so. Is Walking Dead. No, it's, not. Yeah. it's not on at
1: ten. What's that? Walking Dead is not nine till ten. Nine till ten, not after ten.
0: Right, but the, the, this is on seven the
1: to ten is normal prime time. Anything I, on? I just
0: feel C- like Fox it, it because it's like CBS, ABC. Everything hmm. feels a little bit less gritty good <laughs> less good but he looks good from the trailer it does
1: and i yeah. like gina davis so i like to yeah gina
0: name. davis is the mother um and the guy from <laughs> ferris bueller What's cameron his? i don't yeah. know his real name you know who I'm he in. was
1: also on spin city yeah
0: cameron from ferris bueller is in there uh so yeah the exorcist tv he series you will always
1: be known as cameron from ferris bueller you would PR.
0: that's the only thing i know him from really <laughs>
1: um
0: and that's on in two weeks so uh, check that out um Sitter, what are your my recommendations?
1: recommendations, I've stopped doing the alphabetical thing because it got boring and I'll never get through it. So, this time I tried to think of movies that gave me at least one image. A bit of imagery that made me push my neck back into my chair and go, Holy shit, if that were to happen to me, if I were to see that face in the darkness or that thing came at me, I would shit my pants. So, we're starting with The Ring. Because that girl coming out of that TV the first time I ever saw it. I was like, oh, I was just imagining you're sitting there, and then this weird...
0: That's a movie with a good premise, too.
1: That one's, yeah, that one's more original. So The Ring, The Strangers... I love that movie. Which isn't fantastic or anything, but it it is creepy as hell. And there's one image where she's a... It's Steven Tyler's daughter, her name. Liv. The Elf. Liv Tyler. Liv Tyler. She's up near, you know, she's in the foreground, and she's either on the phone or she's just standing there, but there's a doorway clear back in the near back of her house, and it's black, and you just, you're looking at her, and you're looking at stuff, and they make no big show about it, but all of a sudden, a person in a mask appears in that darkness, and then goes away, and you're just like...
0: (laughs) And she doesn't know.
1: If I'm in that house, and I'm in the country, and I'm all alone... What sticks in my out? mind
0: mostly is,
1: yeah, the, oh yeah, that
0: scene. <laughs> well,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, another one is A Nightmare on Elm Street, the original. But you have to watch it when you're nineteen, when you're sixteen or seventeen years old, and it has to be the '80s. So yeah. probably you're not going They get don't age very well. But the idea of someone in your dreams killing you, and then the gory horrificness, like Johnny Depp on the bed with the blood, you know, it's over the top and yet creepy as hell. Once you figure out what Freddy did. And now he just wants to kill all the children that he didn't get a hold of back in the Unfortunately, day. Unfortunately, we had
0: that remake that we, we reviewed with... Um,
1: I don't remember being horrible Watchmen. Yeah, it wasn't great. It wasn't great. It explored more about what he did in his past. It did. And I wasn't opposed to it, but it wasn't creepy like the first one was. No. And also a movie called Absentia, which you have not seen. But it's actually quite good. It's... A woman's husband disappears mysteriously. Oh, I know about and it. And after You've seven years, it. you can sign a paper that says you you now claim that they're dead, you know, because they haven't been found or that's what absentia means. But in the process, you start finding out that just this little innocent-looking walk bridge, uh, little tunnel near her house in her neighborhood, more people have gone missing over time, and it's creepy as hell. When you get down to it and the creepy shit starts happening, it is one of those where I've had a couple images in my head right now but if I was walking in that, you know, when you go it, to... Was uh, it
0: Korean or something?
1: No, no. I think it's Swedish. Yeah. It was, maybe. it was in English. So. Sweden,
0: Korea, same thing.
1: <laughs> and then the last one is Let the Right One In.
0: There's two versions of this movie. There's,
1: but Let the Right One In is the original. It also, I believe, is Finnish or Swedish? Swedish. Okay. And it is a take on a vampire movie. It's got children in a very... It's creepy as hell as well, and it's got the right kind of visual. It's one of those that everything's sort of implied, but not overt. And it's got a creepy vibe, and you're just like, don't let that one in. <laughs> like there is no right one, so that one is another one.
0: Another one I always think of that's really cre- I think is really creepy is that one with a uh, Jennifer. Somebody.
1: Jennifer's body.
0: Dark water.
1: Oh yeah, it was all right.
0: Yeah, but it's creepy. That that apartment's really creepy. It is. It's another one where I see it when I think of horror movies. I see that weird apartment. That Actually, was. that
1: one with um, what's her name? Buffy. Is it Buffy or Jennifer Love Hewitt? It's Japanese. It's like an original. Yes, that Japanese. was good too. That was pretty creepy.
0: That was The Ring. No.
1: No, not it the wasn't. Ring.
0: It was similar to The Ring. It was a. It was one of those creepy girls. hello The, hollow, the shallow. Things. The. Yeah, I remember. It. Yeah. it was in like a Japanese house and yep. a, a girl kept coming through things. Yeah. Yeah, like a ringy girl. It was <laughs> yeah. when the ring became, it, then that became a thing, didn't it? Let's have creepy girls and run around. Yes. Uh, yeah, I do remember it. It was Jennifer Love Hewitt, I believe. Okay. Um, so, moving on, games and A Scully stuff. I've been playing. Uh, there's a patch for Overwatch that you can get for free, obviously. And uh, it adds a new map. And the map is a uh, German Castle. I can't remember its name Eisenhain or something and uh it's just one it's a new map it's cool it's um the first Overwatch map that has different levels so it's got verticality to it you can knock people off the edge all the other ones you can't um it's free if you play Overwatch you already have it um unfortunately in the playlists I've been playing recently it doesn't come up very much I don't think they want you to play it very much (laughs) so that's a bit weird but um I think I've played it three times since it's been out in a week, but it is a fun map uh, and it's free. It's free on everything. The other game I've been playing is a new indie game called The Final Station. What?
1: I found out what it was. It's not Jennifer Love Hewitt, it's Sarah Michelle Geller Yes, Buffy, it is. and it is called The Grudge.
0: Yeah, it is, yeah. There was a sequel to that, too. Correct. Um, yeah, but that was the time of Japanese looking girls running about. It's
1: actually an old Japanese hair. tale. Yeah. That they turned into a maybe, a story.
0: So uh, the other game I've been playing is The Final Station. It's an indie game. This is really an interesting game. It's like the 8-bit style graphics. But uh, you start off, you're a train driver on a train. And you're driving this train and there's some passages on it. And you get to a station. And at the station, you notice there's loads of military. And uh, something seems to have happened. And you're the train driver and you can't get through You have to speak to some of these military guys. They give you a code to get through. You eventually get through. You take your train to the next station. And as you keep getting to these different stations, getting to each station is kind of like a puzzle game. You've got to work your way through things to get a code, to open the barrier, to get to the next station. But when you get to each station, a story is starting to unfold. And it seems, while you've been this train driver and not been noticing, like Shaun of the Dead, the world has been zombified somehow. Oh. And you're just riding this train with no knowledge of what's happened, but when you encounter each station, you start to realise slowly through notes that people have left and the fact that zombies come and attack you sometimes and military people are there in their like biohazard suits and they, they tell you to move along quickly and stuff. You start to realise that the world has gone to shit and you in this train are then the the military and the government come to you you're the last train and they put something on this train and they say mankind's hope is with you you've got to get this train this is a
1: movie as well isn't it
0: this is just a game uh, but it's like that snow piercer Snowpiercer, but, yeah. uh, but it's not that okay. it obviously borrows from that a bit but um, the military and the government give you a thing they put it on the train and they say you've basically got to get to the last station the final. the, the game's called the final station with the thing to save humanity, so then the the mission becomes more and more important as you go along. It's really cool. It's eight bit graphics, all side perspective, everything. It's not mo- you know it's not it's high def, but it's eight bit. You know you've seen a lot of games like that recently because they're easy to make, I guess. You know that graphic style is fairly easy. It runs on anything, um, but I like anything with trains. And you don't have many games with trains, and this one is a cool train game. So uh, The Final Station, it's on Steam. I think it's 15 bucks, um, and it's a really cool thing. Also, I would say it's a very, very, very hard game, so if you don't like difficulty, you might not like it. That be me. I do but that is that part of its appeal, that it is kind of that old school, just one more try, I'll get past this bit, this room full of zombies, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this, you know. So uh, that's The Final Station. Sito, what is Spenguli and what did we watch on it this week?
1: Spenguli is a horror host. He he shows a movie, or as we saw last night, a this was a one-off though. But um, usually the horror movie of old origins from the thirties, forties, fifties, sixties, maybe even seventies, but the kind that you don't see every day on other channels. He does his little interstitions between where he does funny jokes. Not funny. <laughs> Old vaudevillian kind of horror host. And last night he did The Cage, which was the pilot episode of the original Star Trek series that the executives didn't like the cast. They didn't like the vibe. They didn't like a bunch of stuff. And so it got, everything got changed around. And then Lucy, Lucille Ball is the one that wanted it to get made yeah. back in the day. So they made another pilot or first episode and that became the first episode. So we get a whole different Captain, Captain Pike, which if oh, you're a Star Trek fan, later on in the series, you get to an episode called The Menagerie, and that is Captain Kirk and, Cap- and Captain Pike is now in this like chair thing where he can't speak, he can only light these lights up, he's totally disabled completely, and they're going over this incident called The Menagerie back at this And recycled moment. the episode. Recycled that episode, so if you've never seen the full episode, it's called The Cage... And I'd never seen it and I really enjoyed it. I,
0: I don't see what the executives thought was uh-huh. at, at that time. That seemed very appropriate as a show.
1: And why did Kirk appeal to them?
0: Yeah. Cause this guy, I really liked this. Um, captain. I did too. Yeah. I noticed yesterday when I was looking up, him up and looking some information about him, can buy action figures now of him. Oh, good. Because he, you know, he's kind of beloved, in a way, to Star Trek people, but obviously don't get to see But the thing is, when they did,
1: and he died very young as yeah, well. Yeah, he did. He died at 43, so he wasn't even, you know, I don't know how old he was when he did that, but couldn't even ever have come back to be something, like, I another series, which it's- he's the one that started it all, kind of, or he was there for the beginning, and then... We also to see it all go through.
0: On Swanguli last night, they also showed an episode, or a segment <laughs> of an episode, of the animated series of Star Trek. And it was a very funny episode <laughs> where there was
1: practical jokes going on on the Enterprise. Well, they went through a particle field in space when they're running from some Romulans. And the, one of the particles got into the computer and was wreaking havoc so that the... Uh, Everything was going wrong. The voice was wrong. The food coming out was wrong. And so it seemed like practical jokes on everybody. Kirk is a jerk. Kirk is a jerk on the back of his shirt. It was hilarious. <laughs> I definitely <laughs> want that jerk. It's really brilliant <laughs> that, isn't it? Ah, I think mm. I think Shatner should wear that shirt to every every con every um con that. I'm he sure goes, these too.
0: people when you go to a con mean, conference, Kirk I'm sure there's jerk. people with that on you.
1: It was hilarious.
0: Yeah. So I'd never seen that and it was I think it's very interesting like how Star Trek could have been but didn't become that, but that was still good. And they
1: did remake the idea of that episode a few times throughout all of the series where they're trapped on a thing and there's an illusion going on by some entity that's there that wants to trap them or test them or I challenge actually have them. Actually, I've seen an
0: episode that's similar to that. We saw one. We uh, There was one on, on me Well, One of the
1: Halloween ones where yeah. these two creatures trap them in this, like, a castle, and it's all these fantasies that humans have thought of over the years, things that scare them, big giant black cats and stuff. Mm. When, and in the end, spoiler alert, it's just a couple of weird bird-looking um, aliens who can't survive on that planet, and then they... they it'll fall so the out.
0: reason this happened is it's the 50th anniversary of Star Trek Correct. this week. Oh, last week. So um, he, um instead of doing the normal movie, he did an episode of that show, but I think that was cool too. Yep.
1: So what's for dinner, Said Talk? What do you think? Sandwich. A sandwich, yes. From. We are not
0: sponsored by Jimmy John's.
1: We're not. <laughs> <laughs> We're not. And that is where I'm going unless you want Subway. Those are all two choices.
0: Subway sounds good, but it's probably too late.
1: Is it? It's 8 o'clock. Is that too late? I don't know. No, Jimmy John's is easier. 9 o'clock. Here's the thing about Jimmy John's. I don't have to put my shoes on. No. If well. I had no pants on, I wouldn't even have to put my pants on because... They have a drive-through. drive-through. It's really close
0: to our house. I do house. have pants on, by the way. I mean, it's well. Um,
1: it takes five times? minutes to go.
0: <laughs> is that a mile? Or it's two like miles? the most
1: ultimate lazy wife thing ever. I'm going to Jimmy John's.
0: All right. So, what is your advice? And let's get out of it. My
1: advice is, I know it's difficult, and for someone like you as well, you have a mixed origin story of your life. But try to find something to be proud of for the beginning of your life story. Like it could be shitty. I, I can't deny that some people have the most horrific childhoods that I can. I cannot. I can only listen and absorb it. I can't imagine it. But there has to be something in there that you can find to hold on to that you can be proud of. Something along the way made you, even if you had a hard time. The good person that you are now. Something. Some person like your mother, your grandparents, your aunt. Those are influences on you that are part of your origin story. The beginning of your life. That while other things might have been bad, those things you hang on to. You actually remind me, don't put your shoe on the table. My grandma would have hated that. You know, like, (laughs) you remind me of the Majul date story. And you remind me of, like, her having biscuits and how she baked and how she went to church. And your grandpa had yellow fingers. And these are things that... Sounds gross. It does sound gross, but it's not. (laughs) It is the beginning of your life. And those are things that made you partly who you are and the the best things about your childhood, your origins are the things that actually get you through those worst times and over those humps and through those dark times. And without finding something. Like I am not a fan of small townish stuff. I really am not. I mean, I don't I don't know why because I was born in a tiny town. I lived in Novelty, Missouri, which now is Pretty much non existent. It has people, but no buildings, nothing. I lived in Edina, Missouri, which is also very small. I lived in Downing, Missouri, population 300. I lived in Lancaster, Missouri, population like 700. My origins are small town. And with small towns in Mid America, that comes with a lot of things that I focused on as negative almost all my life, and I still do. There's a lot of negativity. However, there are things back in the day, and there are things still that exist, like I talked about earlier sense of community and togetherness, while that can be viewed two ways, it could be isolationistic, it could also be a home, it's your home, it's your family, it's people who have your back, you know, kind of thing. Try to find something that built you into the person you are, and you're going to find something good. Now, if it was all shitty, then what you do is you overcome it, and you're proud that you overcame it. If it was shitty and you wallow in it, Don't be proud of that. (laughs) If it was shitty and you find a way to piece that together into something good, if it was all wonderful, then you wear that as a badge of honor and you're proud to bring that forth into new generations and into your life wherever you go. But whatever your origin story is, you know, find something. Admit to yourself, even if you don't admit it to anybody else. And I have a hard time admitting that I find good things, because all I wanted was to get away from my childhood. That's all I wanted. Get away from this town. Get away from this place. And yet now, almost 50 years old, (laughs) pretty close, I'm a year off, you know, there are nuggets of me that started there that I cannot deny. I have to accept that, you know, when my friend tells me a story where somebody kind of insults her, all I want to do is punch that person in the face. (laughs) I mean... That's a little bit shit-cricky, right? That's me like being like, who the hell do you think you are, bitch? Punch him in the face, you know? That's a little bit rough around the edges. I wouldn't do it, possibly. I wasn't there. But I kind of like that toughness that's built in. And maybe that's where it came from. Who knows?
0: All right. Good advice. <laughs> Let me remind you about our website, sayscully.com and sidtalk.com. You can catch us on Twitter and Facebook you can catch this podcast on the uh, iTunes Music Store, the Google Play Store, or the RSS feed. Go to aschoolie.com slash podcast. Listen to the show there, if you like, just on the page. Emails, feedback to aschoolie at aschoolie.com. Don't email Sid Talk. She uh, dislikes you immensely. I do
1: not dislike anybody. I'm Stay
0: classy, watching. Mr. James Wan. I'm really interested in seeing how Aquaman turns out, because I really do like the DC universe. And... Uh, Scoo people who hate Zack Snyder and his
1: movies. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to say, think for yourself, or someone will do it for you.